All right. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is Stop Questioning Everything, the official Drug Receipts podcast. We're at the convergence of art and technology, um, bridging the gap between IRL and URL. Uh, we are promoting the pillars of art and subversion, science and skepticism, and community and sport. And we are the only brand committed to delivering mind-altering substance. My name is Arlo Eisenberg. I'm your host. Today is September 1st, 2022 in New Zealand. It's already September 2nd, and this is episode number 16. Um, September 1st, so this is actually kind of a significant date. Uh, we are coming up on Labor Day weekend, and although the project minted in March, so when we get to March, it'll be year anniversary for drug receipts, but Labor Day weekend uh, came right after the fateful call with Brooke Howard Smith when he called and told me about Fluff and thought that we should do an idea, do a project together. Um, Labor Day weekend, since I knew I would have an extra uh, day off from work, um, was when I bought uh, a, an iPad and an Apple Pencil and did the very first test drawings of what drug receipts could be. So that was really the beginning of our journey to, to where we are now, which is with drug receipts. And Mal, wow, what an incredible year it's been. We've got a really fun show scheduled for you today. Talking about our brand pillars, we're going to focus today on the brand pillar of community and sport. We've got Social superstar, Air Dolphin. Uh, he has millions of views uh, between TikTok and Instagram. Very excited to have him on. We'll give him more of an introduction as we, we get a bit closer. But we've also got a lot of community updates. Obviously, we are in the midst of propaganda for drug wars. So a lot of really great stuff to share with you around that. And we have a really, really cool uh, surprise for you. We've got John Nicely is going to be on the show um, dropping this is the world premiere of the new rap song, the new song that he's put together for Drug Wars. So we cannot wait to share that with you. And I've never heard it. So this will be, for all of us, it will be our first time to experience it. So super excited about that. So I guess with that, we can go ahead and uh, introduce our guests. So as mentioned, we've got Air Dolphin here. And uh, when you see the, we're going to show you a clip from Air Dolphin. But so he is basically the 90s come to life. Uh, Air Dolphin is a great rollerblader, but he's really leaned into kind of the uh, nostalgia for the 90s. And so he, you know, wears the giant Jinko jeans. He's got the he's got his his shirt wide open, like these flame print shirts. Um, and he just produces just great content that gets millions of views um, across his social channels. Uh, and he's got a pretty interesting story. So really excited to have Air Dolphin on here. Um, so let's go ahead, Joellen, and um, present a title. For our guests, and we'll give him a little bit of fan fanfare here. Air Dolphin, there you go, great. And here he is, Air Dolphin, hey. cool, dude. How are you? Welcome to Stop Questioning Everything. Thanks for having me. I want to bring everybody on board so they know what's going on right here. Because seeing you like this, right, as a head in a frame doesn't tell the whole picture. We need to see you in skates. They need to see the jinkos. Exactly. They need to see the guns. So we'll start with a clip. Let's show them one of uh, Air Dolphin's clips. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Now we're all on the same page. Now we're caught up. That's sick. So right there, that, I mean, that tells the whole story. Uh, I do have one quick question about that clip though. Tell me about the hill bomb. At the, what was that about? The second part. It was 
just to keep the video going to make it a little bit longer just to show that we can go through grass like just to show that i could go through the grass i don't i don't really know what i was thinking in, at the moment i was just like hey can someone just film me rolling through the grass and kind of worked out and i put a little to be continued at the end of it there wasn't too much thought behind it i just for some reason on TikTok, people gravitate towards seeing rollerblades on grass for whatever weird reason. So I throw it in there randomly. Probably because it's a little unexpected. Cool. Yeah, people just don't understand that rollerblades, rollerblading can go even go through grass. So, do you remember when they used to make like off-road rollerblades? Yeah, rollerblade coyotes and power slide. Oh yeah, has a yeah. SUV. Yeah, they have like PSI in the tires. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I always wanted to pair Doc, those. When I first saw you, right, I, I content like that has gone viral. So it came across my feed. Uh, and, uh-huh. you know, I, I didn't know what to make of it at first, right? It looks kind of like satire, right? It looks like, mm-hmm. you know, it's some kind of commentary on the 90s, obviously. Um, but as a rollerblader, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, sometimes we get protective of like rollerblading. It's like, I, you know, we don't want to be made to look like fools or anything. And so when I first saw it, I, I thought that it was a joke or some kind of a put on. Uh, do you get that feedback much from people or do rollerbladers like ever come at you with stuff like that? Surprisingly, not that often at all, really. I think because people know that I'm actually a rollerblader and I've put in the time and I can do all the basics and... I just get the respect because I get some respect because I can do the basic stuff. So I think people aren't really on me about it too much. Maybe it's bringing some light to rollerblading. So they're not so upset about it, but usually people are very protective and very careful about who they support or what they want to push out there in the, in the rollerblade world. So it's been pretty, people have been pretty cool about it. Honestly, I'm surprised. Well, but so what you described was exactly my experience. I said the first time I saw it, I didn't know if it was a put on and, but I was very curious. And so I looked at the rest of your content and I saw, oh, he actually is a rollerblader. It's like as rollerbladers, we, yeah. whenever we see someone, whenever I see someone wearing rollerblades, I want to know, but are they actually a rollerblader? Right. And so I'm looking exactly. at, yeah, it was very clear. You're a skater, right? You, you have that history. Um, right. But so at some point, I actually, as I scrolled through your Instagram, right you can see kind of part of your evolution. You, you've got content on mm-hmm. there. Like seems like it's going about 20 years, almost um, 15 years right. or something. Uh, but I did notice that you've always been dolphin. Like, like I saw posts from like 2003 or something where, what is the genesis of your name? Where did that come from? The air dolphin name. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it started back in 2012 ish. The air dolphin name just read it online. It was a joke. And I thought it was pretty funny. And then I have a, uh, one of my buddies made a skateboard. What do you mean you read it online? What, what's that? What do you mean you read it online? Like, what did you read? Where did you oh, see okay. it? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Let me be way more clear. Yeah. I was, I, I was trying to have like a spiritual awakening back when they, in 2020, 2012 or whatever. So I was yeah. researching all sorts of meditation sites and yeah. all of the woo woo stuff. And somehow I just came across Air Dolphin on a random blog. I think some young basketball player, maybe it was like a 15 year old girl, maybe even had the air dolphin name first. I thought it was a complete joke. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to say my name is air dolphin and see what happens. One of my homies put it in a skate video without telling me, he just said, Hey, watch this video. And then I, I saw air dolphin on the screen and that's when it really became official because I wasn't promoting it myself. A friend put it on the screen. So it wasn't just like me 
making it up myself. So thank you, Nemo, Andrew Nemoroski <laughs> for kind of solidifying it for me. Shout out Nemo. Yeah, Nemo's the man. He's so good at skating. He taught me a lot, honestly. He was a big, he's a big reason how I like kind of improved on my style a lot. He helped me a lot on that. Is this from the Boston scene where you were skating? Yeah. Yeah, he he's from Philly, so he uh, used to skate with like the Kelsos and then he came up to Boston back in like the 2012 time and that's when we started skating and that's when the nickname came and when everything kind of went up from there, everything went up from there, everything got better. Just learned a lot more about style, how to make things look better, how to edit better. And it's been fun ever since. Well, I want, I want to clean Thank that up because I said, yeah. yes, that did. But I, I, I screwed up because I said I saw, I've scrolled back in your Instagram to 2003. You're right. I have my notes. It is 2013. I, I missed it by 10 years. That's okay. um, I know you meant, yeah. Right. You got it. But so you talk about the evolution of your style. So that's another thing, like another quality of your skating and like your entire aesthetic. Because also, you know, my first impression of you, you had the the Jinkos, you had the shirt, you had the look, the backwards cap, but you also have like a real lyrical quality style to your skating, right? It looks kind of like, you, um, it looks considered, right? It looks like it's, uh, it, it almost looks it a little is. bit exaggerated, the movements, but, it's, but it, is it is a very distinct style and it's cool. Like it's, you, it's almost like you're dancing. Uh, how did, is, is that kind of part of what you were talking about? Exactly, yeah. exactly, sort of. So what Nemo showed me was just have better posture. Don't hunch yeah. forward and keep the neck all hunched. You'll, your skating will look a lot better just having better posture. Go into an athletic stance when you need to. And my mom was big into dancing and music. So that's just a huge part of my life, music and just mm -hmm. dancing. I was in band from fourth grade till senior year. So wow. I used to also watch a lot of ice skating as a kid. My mom was big into ice skating. So she would have me watch women's figure skating all the time. Every Olympics, yeah. I was always watching all women's figure skating. So I'm very conscious about what's happening with my body. I don't want to have my arms go crazy. You know, I'm working out to try to be, to be the best version of myself. So why not try to make it look good too? So that's, that's what won me over, right? When I was looking into you and I'm trying to like decide what to make of this skater, I could tell that you cared about your skating and how it looked. Uh, and so that, that was how I knew I was like, oh, this guy is the real deal. Um, talking about scrolling through your Instagram though. So we, we established right 2013 or whenever you, you get the name Eric Dolphin, but I yeah. saw even back in 2015, you were posting stuff like about soap shoes. Like, have you always kind of like had an affinity for like nineties nostalgia, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I think that's just why I stayed skating forever. Yeah. I've always just been into 90s culture because it was just so fun back then everything was way better it seems like back then i mean it's, everything's good now but i just kept skating to, to keep me reminding to, to keep reminding myself to be a kid to be like the 90s because that was the funnest times to be alive so it's like okay i'm just gonna keep skating and then back in 2015 a random friend had soap shoes and he just gave them to me for like 40 dollars, and i was able to do a couple things with those and I kind of put them on the back burner for a little while and the real story is I actually had a move from Boston to California and I left a pair of soap shoes in my apartment in Boston I just forgot about them somehow and so that was a major major uh, setback and then when I got to California 
Oak City Skate Shop had a stockpile of four pairs of soap shoes and I bought them all. So that's where the, that's how the soap shoes, thanks to Oak City Skate Shop, he hooked it up and now we're back with the soap shoes. But it's, it's always been on my mind to just have fun. So it's always been on your mind and you had the soap shoes, but at some point you made a decision or you really leaned into it. Like it became not right. just sort of something you had an interest in, but it, it became your identity. And now I, I imagine it's sort of how you're making your living. Um, right. Talk to me about that transition. When did, when did you lean all into it with the, the Jinkos and everything else? In the middle of the pandemic, I literally just had a, a flash inspiration in my head, like combined soap shoes and Jenkos, and I literally got chills. And it just from there kind of got crazy. So that's that's where it started, just the middle of the pandemic. I think I, I did a Jenko video and people really responded well to it on TikTok. And so I knew I could keep pushing that and really lean into it, bring out the beepers, the chain wallets as much 90s gear as I could possibly get, soap shoes, talk about the soap shoes, show them off, get people feeling good again about the 90s because everybody was stuck in their house and the pandemic. So it was just like a perfect time for people to think back of the good times before the pandemic, you know? So that's that's when I leaned into it, right in the middle of the pandemic. And I had one video that did really well. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm full on now. I'm gonna just buy every pair of Jenkos I can find. And Jenko even emailed me and I didn't even realize they were trying to contact me. And eventually I, I saw their emails, contacted them back. And I couldn't talk to Jenko since uh, about a year, over a year now. Yeah. And so now that relationship like is well-established and is like amazing. And you're like a huge ambassador for them. Is there going to be like, yep. or is there already like Air Dolphin, like signature stuff in the works? Yep, I have a website, airdolphin.shop, that I haven't really told anybody about, but huh. eventually I will have. have now. Yeah, well, I, I, I wanted to tell everybody tonight, so I might do the flame shirts. I'm gonna have lighters. I'm in. Cool. There's talks with Jenkos to get my own pants, my yeah, own dolphin jeans. Yeah. So the owner of Jenko said he wants to do it, and I have a meeting with them next week, and I'm gonna bring them all the parachute pants that I found. I found a ton of stuff off of eBay like old school Jenko stuff that I want them to bring back. So I'm bringing it all to them next week, I think on Thursday or Friday, and we're going to start working on it. Hell yeah. That's so sick. Cool. Who knew we were going to get Air Dolphin Alpha right here on the podcast. Awesome. Um, What's that? Air so Dolphin I what? had a competitor kind of to Jenko, or how do you say it anyway? Because it's spelled J-N-C-O, so there's no vowel there. I've heard no uh, Jenko, right? Jenko. 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 It's Jenko. Just Jenko? Jenko, that's the Jenko. official way to say it, right from the owners. Jenko. Okay, there, there's the official word, right? That Jenko. Man, you're dropping out all over the place. Jenko. Now we know. Um, Jenko. Judge don't choose one is the what it stands for. What? Say it again. Judge none choose one. Judge none choose one. Right. Sick. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. very inclusive. Uh huh. I, I love that. Um, when we did Senate, right, we used to have Senate, which was yeah. a rollerblading company, but we had, you know, we did all apparel and we made super wide jeans. We had the Senate ultra, ultra wides. Um, we had wide jeans that had the stripe down the side was something that we did. Heck yeah. But we also, because we were rollerblading specific, we put a drawstring at, at the, uh, at the bottom of the pants. So you could close, um, the bottoms, um, because you know, idea. big jeans were a thing, obviously, back in the '90s. But that meant also a big thing was like landing fakey and having your jeans go in your wheels and just smashing your head. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, how, how do you deal with that? 
Like how, how do you avoid getting your pants in your wheels? You have to get them shorter. So I yeah. usually get 32 length of all my jeans, but on the yeah. giant Jenkos, you want to get them shorter. So I get them 30 length. I get them in a 30 length instead of 32. Yeah. So that just brings them a little bit shorter. And then I cuff them yeah. up and I use safety pins. I actually have safety pins right here, ready to go for oh, the Jenkos. And I, um, I have sewed them. So you, you really have to be conscious of everything you do when you're wearing the Jenkos. You can't just be joking around and you right. really got to be paying attention to the, the wheels going, the pants going in the wheels. So you'll see me in clips. I'm pulling up the pants a little bit before I do a trick. Shout out to Brasco. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like doing like a little pants pull up. So it keeps the wheels from, uh, keeps the pants from going in the wheels. And then that combined with the safety pins and I'll even put tape around the safety pin. So it's not, so if they come apart, they're not going to stab you. So you got to tape them up or you can just do it proper and just hem them. But yeah, you got to keep them short, short as possible. Almost like high waters, really. Do you, do you remember when people, that was another kind of like trend in rollerblading. People used to like duct tape the bottom of their, their pants. Oh yeah. We did that with the Senate jeans, my man. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I had Jenkos and I definitely had Senate stuff too. Oh yeah. Sick. Uh, well, oh. I'm going to say we don't have Senate anymore or I don't have any more. Otherwise, I'd offer you some uh, signature pant as well, but that's out of our hands. Yeah. Hey, you know, I would I would rock Ultrabods for fun. What's that? I would still I would rock the Senate Ultrabods. Oh, I yeah. There's a good market for that, man. If you did bring like a drug receipt baggy pants or something, you know, you're my, you'd be my competitor. Well, but hey, there's from in the market. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You got uh, shirts. We got shirts. Hey, speaking of shirts, I, I wanted to ask you about that because obviously the Jinko jeans are jeans, but you mentioned the shirts you're wearing are also, those are made by Jinko? Like the with the prints and the flames dude, and the things like that? Are those Jinko dude, shirts? I, Arlo, I just found an authentic 1990s flame shirt with an actual Jenko, actual Jenko brand. Oh, no so way. Hyped. All the <laughs> other ones, if anybody wants to get the flame shirts, the brand is Benny's. You can yeah. just go on Amazon, look up Benny's, B-E-N-N-Y-S, and you get huh. any of those flame shirts. But Jenko had some back in the day, so I'm going to bring that to them. I haven't even showed any. I think I posted it just on my Instagram story, but I haven't even worn it. I'm very excited. I get way too excited for simple things like that. But, yeah, Jenko flame shirt. They did have it, but they don't have many shirts now. They only have basic shirts. I'm trying to get them to bring more girl styles and, like, the flame shirts. Uh, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like you're like, you're really pushing for stuff there. It sounds like you'll have like a good influence on the brand. So I can't wait to see what kind of stuff you guys uh, collaborate on. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I go in there and I have so many ideas. And one funny idea is, um, do you remember Pogs? Back in the day? Those little are those cardboard or something? What is it? Pogs? You might have been too old. Oh, the li like, yeah, like, like, yeah, the things that you slam down, the little cardboard and pogs. Yeah. Yeah. Jenko yeah. was thinking about even having like a pop out pog off the back of their pants because they uh -huh. come with, see all these things on my wall? See yeah. how they have like, they're, um, they're called pocket flashers. Yeah. And they were going to even maybe put like a little pog pocket flasher yeah. popping off. So you, you know, just as like a fun little thing. So yeah, I always give them lots of ideas. Yeah, super sick. We used to we used to do pocket flashers for Senate jeans. I, I'm familiar with that. And since you're my, yeah. I do remember what pogs were. That was like a big rage. Um, 
Dude, I have, yeah, dude, I have one on it. A pog with a rollerblader? Yeah, I have it. I got, I'll post it later. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you, in fact, we're talking so much about like, because so much of your aesthetic is like retro, but there are some, you know, there's some things going on currently. Like how plugged in are you into like, you know, obviously you're on socials, but like, are you doing discord or anything like that? I, I don't do discord. Not, is, is that just like a blogging thing? I'm not even really familiar with that. I always hear other creators talk about it, but I don't it's do that. Like a, it's a communication platform for gamers initially, but now it's just become like a, a, a online community space for any community and their, their membership or invite only. Uh, we have one for drug receipts uh, and it's got like 11,000 users in there. But you oh know, gosh. you talk about posting the pog. It's a great way to share stuff with, with, you know, like-minded communities. So I was thinking, Maybe we'll have guys. We'll have to send Air Dolphin an invite so we can get him in there. So because it'll be yeah, cool check, to get him I wanna, some content. In yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I want to learn more about that. Maybe I should get my own going too. Oh, you definitely, you definitely should. I mean, it's just such a great way to build community and to interact with your fans. You know. Okay. All right. Noted. Should write in it fact, down. Do you even have? As long as we're talking about like, you know, the future and Web three and the metaverse. Uh, yep. have we got you an NFT yet? Are you into NFTs at all yet? Do you have a wallet? I don't even have a wallet. I want, I know yeah. in the future I will, the whole world's moving that way. So yeah. And there's probably to... NFTs in your future, right? Your own NFTs. And maybe I kind of wanted to take that first clip you, you showed on the podcast and just take a, like a yeah. screenshot of a, the grind, like the soul. Yeah. Kind of make that an NFT. I think that would be cool. Okay, sick. So yeah, well, maybe we will uh, take we will personally take the responsibility of getting you onboarded, and we'll bring you into uh, Web three and get you some NFTs. And your first NFT My will be a drug use NFT. Yeah, I appreciate nice. that. I am down. So one hundred percent. Air Dolphin, since you have you know, since you have amassed this following, and you've got all this, uh, you know, you're generating all this interest from your content. And, you know, I saw you on the No Jumper podcast, which was sick, right? That's Thanks, outside man. of rollerblading. It's one of these tastemaker culture, you know, uh, platforms. Uh, what mm -hmm. other kind of opportunities are you getting? Are you finding that more and more people are kind of like, like approaching you like they want to talk to you? Yeah, lots of opportunities. MK Lighter wants to give me my own lighter. Lots of, I, I get asked to, to, to do podcasts fairly often sometimes they're not in my best interest i get lots of sponsorship deals on tiktok with dealing with music lots of companies hit me up to use their music and i get paid with that and i've also had other companies give me really big contracts just to post on instagram a few months ago i, I got paid like eleven thousand dollars just to post videos on instagram it's pretty awesome huh wow yeah, right before Reels was really popping off. So yeah, it's great opportunities all the time. I can't, I can't even believe that rollerblading is making a comeback and we can make a living and we got Air Manatee doing big things. He's getting posted all over the place. It's, 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 it's amazing right now. Rollerblading is really coming back. Air Damon. So Air Manatee does have a drug receipts NFT. Uh, you know, he's yeah. a good friend kind of with our community. Um, yeah, exactly. And I know you guys are close. He stays with you, right? When he comes out to LA. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've become best friends, basically. Yeah, he always is allowed. To, he's always staying here. 
He's oh, there's always a bedroom for him. He kind of hit me up when he he hit me up when he first went viral just to be like, hey, I'm gonna be Air Manatee, and I was like, yes, dude, do it. Oh, oh so he oh, took oh, his inspiration from you. Yes, and that's why oh, I give him all the Jenko clothes. When he comes over, I give him Jenko clothes, flame shirts, and I help him film. I want to see that guy succeed. You know, he's yeah. he's great. He's a real star. He's fun to be around. He's funny. It's my homie. Yeah, you you guys are both great, and I think I think it's so cool that y'all are like drawing eyeballs and like you know rollerblading is a part of what you guys are putting out there, but really it's so much about like entertainment and just like good vibes. And if rollerblading gets like some of the shine from that, I think that that's super cool. Um, I remember yeah. when I was talking to Air Manatee, like before I, I think I had a chance to talk to you, or maybe it was after I just spoke to you at Blading Cup, but I told him, I was like, he said they lived with you, or when he comes to LA, he stays with you. I'm like, oh, what's Basically, he like? Like, what's Air Dolphin like when he's out of character? <laughs> he's like, no, you don't understand. That's not a character. That is him, like all the time, 100%. It's not like he comes home and takes off the Jinkos. It's like, that is him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm too I'm too much of a stoner to play different like characters like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm just having fun on my skates and it's not it's not really a character. It's really just me. I guess you can say Air Dolphin is a character, but it's just me having fun. I'm I'm gonna be the same just like this all the time with all my friends, family. I have this is just me. This is what I'm like when I go filming videos. So it's this is just me, yeah. Cause he even thought I was a character at first. He, he he wasn't even sure if 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 I was really meme, and then he, I don't know, stayed with me for a, a bunch of times and realized, yeah, I'm just a regular. I'm just like everybody else. I'm just like you. I'm I'm like everybody else. I'm just a normal guy. Just goes by dolphin that skates, you know. Regular dude. I don't know. I think I think you've got a little something extra, but that's that's what that's hey. what uh, draws so many people to you. Um, Thanks, man. So Air Dolphin, you've that. got you've got this platform now, and people are coming to you, and you're you're getting these opportunities. Uh, what is it that you like? What is it that you want to do with that platform? Like, what is it that you you hope to accomplish? Well, I want to have some sort of dolphin skate school. And did you ask me what do I want to do with the money that I'm getting for, from all this? No, with your platform. Like now that you've got the platform, like what what is your what is your hope? What do you want to see from it? Oh, I just want to keep growing and get rollerblading even more and more exposure. The real goal is to get people like Roscoe and Chris Haffey. You know, I want I want to help the industry. I want to prop up. The, just want to do my best for the industry so people like that who aren't doing crazy, silly social media videos can still get paid in their own way. So I feel like if Air Manatee and I and Air Damon and anybody else doing like the TikTok stuff, Hopefully we can bring up rollerblading to the, the public masses to get money into our sport. So the regular hardcore dudes like Broscow can just like get a fatter paycheck at the end of the day. And yeah, I just want to see rollerblades succeed because it was so popping in the nineties. I, I never would have thought that it would have got so low, but so that, that's the goal just to, to see it continue to grow and just see where this is going to go. I want to see it in more pop culture culture again you 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 made it to pop culture you were on mtv bro you were on sports and music yeah. festival yeah a long time ago but you guys are i think what's higher now <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, that yeah, was bigger were, that was bigger yeah i mean that was a different was, time but yeah for sure that was the original heyday that was um, so we're trying to get back to that exactly and i think air dolphin is it, oh is your fax machine ringing 
I think I think AOL's trying to boot up. <laughs> Some oh. random notification. I don't even use my laptop, so I don't even know how to turn off. My cell phone's off, but I don't, <laughs> hope that doesn't. Uh, it shouldn't do it. it shouldn't like do it you, many you're times. really committed to this '90s thing, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to use modern technology. No, I do. I do have some old video cameras, though, that I'm going to be filming some videos with. Oh, yeah. That's sick. That's sick. To keep it fully um, on. You know, I, I have one other uh, kind of technical question, and then I think we'll see if we have some questions from the audience. But um, okay. your, you know, your look is retro. You've got the Jinkos. Uh, you got the shirt and all that stuff. But I'm guessing that your skates are not retro. You're, I'm guessing you're using modern skates. I think even on the No Jumper podcast, I saw you bring a pair of them skates. But what what are you skating on? Or do you use like Majestic 12s or something? Yeah, well, if I want to get really nostalgic, I have a pair of Fifth Elements, and I can oh, right. I, I I use the Fifth Elements in my in, in the last clip, the, the white and black elements. You know who my roommate is, right, Rollinson Rivera? Dude, like that was his, that's your roommate. Part. I love Rollinson, dude. That's my homie. Yeah. yeah. He's he's out of t he's in LA right now, but yeah, other he's been, he's been staying with me like the last few months. He used to kill it in the white. Yeah. He used to destroy in the white fifths. Him and Jeff Frederick. Uh, Jeff Frederick. All, do you, you know Jeff Frederick from Philly? Of course, he he was on Senate. Frederick. Oh oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, dude. So that's I just look up to those guys. I think to go back to like a way earlier question. Even though modern skate videos were out. I was still watching all the classic videos over the last 15, 20 years, whatever is available on YouTube. I'm watching the old school stuff because I want to see Jeff Frederick and Rawlinson, you know, those are my heroes. Shane Scour. I'm looking, I am scrolling to see some of the questions that they're sending over here. Um, yeah. Do you think that the the rise in rollerblading like the resurgence of interest in rollerblading are you seeing how that impacts uh your response the the numbers that of eyeballs that are ending up on your content yeah it's definitely raising the views of more and more people are yeah. into it it's people are accepting you can't because of cancel culture that that saved rollerblading too it did you're right that was a big part 100%. of percent yeah that's that's so thank you to cancel culture and now skateboarders can't say anything to us and now they just kind of have to accept us and so the views go up the algorithm pushes the videos out it's something new and different it's nostalgic for people seeing the old school well, skates especially in the big jeans so let me say tell a very specific story about that right so i was interviewed for big brother magazine back in the day and back then, Big Brother was like one of the big skateboard magazines, a hardcore skateboard magazine. I mean, like with really like uh, questionable content, like they they pushed the envelope. Uh, right. And in many cases, just like, like went right outside of the envelope. Like they had an, a famous article called How to Kill Yourself. And it literally was like a, you know, an article about how to kill yourself. I mean, but they were out to be, to, to make, be controversial, right? And I actually, I loved Big Brother. Uh, a lot of, you know, my own kind of uh, sensibilities, I think, uh, align really well with what Big Brother was doing. I, 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 I admired that magazine a lot. Um, but so when they asked to interview me, I jumped at the chance. I thought, hell yeah, just because I loved what they were doing so much. But it was definitely, 
you know, they weren't asking me like no jumper asked you. They were bringing me on basically to make fun of me. <laughs> right. right. And make fun of me. Yeah, they were trying to rise you. Right. The whole setup was like the, the crocodile hunter, but it was the rollerblader hunter. And so they dressed up like Steve Irwin and we went to different locations and I would do tricks and they would like try and tackle me and grab me at the end of the tricks. I remember, um, yeah. But so I was interviewed by the editor, uh, Dave Carney at the time. And we actually ended up having a really great conversation. And I think that people, most people, I think, appreciated kind of the, the depth and the quality of the conversation. We actually talked about, you know, the, the differences and the schisms and all those things. But they, you know, a big part of their uh, their whole hook there was making gay jokes, basically. Like a lot of the yeah. questions they asked me, you know, were like, oh, you know, what's the gayest thing about rollerblading? Or, or you know, what what do you wear spandex when you rollerblading? I mean, I don't know. And they had, yeah. they even had a whole sidebar art article that I think the, the the headline of the article was just gay, gay, gay. Um, oh my gosh. And, right. And so, to, but to your point, this is the, the cultural appetite for that kind of talk and that kind of like hate has just really changed. And, and skateboarders especially have recognized like uh, their, um, you know, the error of their ways. And to the extent that Dave Carney, who did that interview, who interviewed me and had the gay, gay, gay sidebar and all the gay questions, came out and basically did a mea culpa. This was just like a couple of years ago and said he regretted the way that, you know, that uh, skateboarders treated rollerblading and, and making all the gay jokes. Like it was not fair to rollerbladers. It was not fair to the gay community. Um, and so you're right. right. So in, th in that way, it's just not as cool to just make fun of rollerbladers and, and malign them in that way. Yeah, it's, that's crazy just to call someone gay for rollerblading. And there's nothing wrong with being gay. Gay people are all. It's just crazy that it lasted for so long, but it doesn't fly anymore, which is great. It's so funny. It's so they true. Do, and that was kind of. Or anything. Yeah, it can, it's all on records, whatever they did. So. Right. And that, that, that was exactly my sentiment in the interview. You know, when, the, when he would ask the gay things, I'm like, you know, it's there's nothing insulting to me about being called gay. Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't really get that. the joke. Yeah. There's nothing wrong um, with someone be a gay rollerblader anyway. Who cares? Just do whatever you want. Okay. So Air Dolphin, you are the, you are the living embodiment, right? Of the nineties. You're the nineties come to life. The nineties will never die. But when you look into right. your crystal ball, what do you see mm -hmm. as the future of rollerblading? Future of rollerblading. I see yeah, John Julio killing it. I see lots yep. more awesome events. I see people moving to baggier pants, maybe not the extreme Jenkos, but I think that uh -huh. the days of the skinny jeans are, are finally gone. So we can move out of that era. We're just going to see more regular standard jeans. Uh, that's that's the fashion. That's like the fashion of rollerblading. What, what was your question again? Future. You're like, answering it. The future. Okay, the future of rollerblading. I think we need more schools. We need we need a lot of people doing as many tutorials, and we need to just somehow get the youth involved. And somehow TikTok and Instagram does push the video to kids, so maybe I just got to keep doing tutorials so that way the future. We just need kids. We can't have the average age of a rollerblader 38, 40. It's pretty wild. So. I know there's some young cats out there and they're really, really, really good. So we just, we need as many people, if you have good advice for other rollerbladers, we just need you to put it out there because it might help someone and that might get someone to start rollerblading and they might get someone to start rollerblading. So 
I think we still need to work on getting the youth into it. And, but the future, we're, we're definitely growing. There's going to be more skate companies, more frames, wheels, a lot's coming. A lot more is coming. When you talk about, Maybe, you know, reach, reaching out to the youth and putting more tutorials out and stuff like that, you're talking about like on the social platforms, right? Are you, is that where you're putting the tutorials? Yeah. And in real life too, just, just private lessons and just doing everything you can to, to promote the sport in the best way you, possible. So that way we have a future. I think a lot of people now are, we're finally getting money in our sport. A lot of these guys and girls who own these companies have money and they can actually do the thing we need them to do like skateboarding did over the last few years. You know, skateboarding is very established. They do all the events, they have tutoring and all that. We just need to kind of not copy them, but use some of the things that they did and we, we should be fine. I love it. I do have yeah. one last question and, and then we'll wrap it up. I'll let you uh, get out of here, walk your dog or whatever you need to do. Um, answer your boy. Uh-huh. Um, but so, you know, the, the world is different now. Back in the day, yep. people used to have to send us VHS videos, sponsor me tapes, right? If they wanted to get noticed. Um, and then you hope basically that a, a company in California will, will start giving you product and put you in their videos. <laughs> um, but now yeah. everyone has access to social media, right? The, the whole model has right. changed. Uh, yep. but so now each, each person out there is, is like, is responsible for, for building their, their own brand or they have that, that potential. Yeah. So what qualities, uh, do you think that the next batch of like skating personalities or stars will have, or what do they need to have? I think just be yourself. Don't be afraid to, to just be the best version of yourself. Do things that feel comfortable for you. You know, if just because Broskow can do a true fish brain on a down rail or a really cool trick, just do what is good for you. If you're good at soul grinds, do soul grinds. If you're good at unities, just, just do the unity grinds, you know, just, just do what works best for you. And that, I think that's what people need to do. Don't copy other people. Just, as I get older, I especially realize that certain days, I, I'm just better at certain tricks on certain days. So I just do whatever feels good on that day. And I think if people just be themselves, that's just what you got to do. Just, just be yourself out there and not really care what anybody thinks at the end of the day. If you want to wear skinnies, wear skinnies. If you want to wear baggy, go baggy. Just, just have fun. That's the main thing. Just have fun out there. I love that. Well, dude, you are such a positive dude. I think that you are, I think that you actually, you know, despite whatever my very first impression was when I did not know what I was looking at, it's clear to me now that you are a, 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 a net positive for the sport. Thanks. And I think that you, you're so, you have such a rad positive energy. You're such a genuine dude. And I think that your Thanks, content man. really is resonating with people, not just because it looks interesting, but because there you people can tell that it's like genuine. There's something there's real life, real positive, genuine energy behind it. So thank you thank for everything you. you're doing and thank you for coming on and being on here on Stop Questioning Everything. And we're gonna get yeah. you a drug recent NFT. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, and I can I can get negative too. I can get angry too sometimes, you know. I'm not just always Mr. Positive. I have a range of emotions. I can get mad too, you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know even you trying to get mad doesn't sound mad. Like you're, you're <laughs> I know, smiling. Right? Uh, no, you yeah. just like you said, do do you. I think what you're doing is perfect and it suits you well. It's, it comes naturally. So thank you so much for being on. Really appreciate you, dude. Love what you're doing. Thank you, dude. You're a legend. Thank you for having me, Arlo.
Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you later. All right. Air Dolphin, everybody. Thank you. Awesome. Really nice. Love talking to that guy. Um, and if you haven't checked out his content yet, um, I saw it looks like Dia has been looking up, him up. 237,000 followers, he says, on TikTok. So definitely getting a lot of views. Uh, and the, the content is really fun. Um, Air Dolphin and Air Manatee both. Both these guys are friendly to the project. So, yeah, check out their content. Um, but now we have a lot of drug receipts news that we can get to. So um, I think let's go ahead and do the title card and we'll, we'll clap and make some noise and we'll bring up Jesse and Trevor and we'll get into the routine checkup. Beep. Fax machine. Go. Yay. Oh, hey. Oh, here we are. <laughs> cool. Hello. Hi, Trevor. Hi. Dude, How cool is that air dolphin? Yeah. Yeah. Love it, Trevor. He's <laughs> yeah, I can't take it off. My wife is, uh, she stays in the next room from me at the moment, won't come any closer because of the smell. But I'm like, I just can't take it off. You know, it's not <laughs> ready to be washed yet. It's got to earn its, you know, earn its stripes. The streetwear needs to be, uh, it needs to smell like streetwear as well, right? It can't just look like streetwear. <laughs> but you are, it's, it's a little cooler where, yes. on your side of the world right now, isn't it? I mean, it, it's yeah, not it's as awful totally hoodie weather. It is here. I mean, right it's, now. It's beautiful outside today. The rain has finally stopped. We did. We seriously got like three months of straight rain um, oh, every wow. day, uh, which is why New Zealand is a, such a green and beautiful place, right? Because for a third of the year, it just rains. Uh, but the rain's gone. The sun's out. It's beautiful out there, but it's still quite cool. So, uh, yeah, perfect hoodie weather. Perfect hoodie weather. Uh, so, guys, the first bit of news that we'll catch up on, because what we're we're trying to sort of clear the table so we can focus on drug wars. So, one thing that we want to uh, just bring you up to date on really quickly is the special gray skates. Um, those have shipped out this week. Uh, I went out there a couple weeks ago to California to to get them all signed and get all get all the sets put together, um, and. Uh, Rashard Johnson, who is a, you know, a celebrated iconic rollerblader in his own right. Uh, but, you know, it's so interesting, our, our network, the network from rollerblading, like we've all grown up and now there's so many talented people in, in rollerblading. They're so good at what they do. And so it's almost like anything that you want to do, you can, you can sort of flip through the rollerblading roller de Rolodex and find a professional that can help you out. But so Rashard is like a great uh, video producer and content creator. He, he you know, he, he makes uh, high-end videos. Um, and so he offered to come out and shoot some footage while we were putting together the skates and he put together this, just this sick edit, uh, that we're going to post on our social soon, but you guys are getting like the sneak peek scoop right here. Um, so, and, and as a bonus, I think Richard's actually probably will make an appearance on the podcast a little later, but let's go ahead, Joellen, if we can, let's show them this, uh, special gray skates, blading cup commem commemorative skate set. Uh, real. We're at the Them Warehouse putting together the commemorative Blading Cup drug receipt skates to ship out to the special gray skates trait holders in our collection. Them 909 skates, we've done some drug receipts customizations. We've got the Create original frames with drug receipts art different on each side. Drug receipts decals, which are also different on each skate. This one's got the Them logo on it, and the other one has the RX logo for drug receipts. We're signing each pair of skates. These went out to the 
um, drug receipts NFT holders that have the special gray skates trait. So there are only 38 of those. So each one is marked with their uh, their ID number. And then we've also got 12 one of ones that get the special gray skates. But then we're putting them together in this special packaging. We've got t-shirts, we've got tote bags that are going out with it. So it's a nice commemorative package to celebrate the blading cup and uh, to stoke out our drug receipts holders. So sick. Epic, epic, epic. I want a pair. Yeah. Where is mine? I didn't get a I didn't get a special gray skates uh receipt in time. So uh I didn't get okay, the but, time. But so about that, them. right? So right. about 30 of them have been claimed, right? Of the 50 that are eligible. So there's there was I think 38 special gray skates, right? That's what we said in the video in 12101. So 50 total that are eligible to be claimed. Uh, all the ones that have already been claimed, we are shipping out or have shipped out this week. Um, but if there's anyone out there that had uh, the special gray skates during their snapshot, then you can still go and find the claim form. It's, it's on our official links page on the Drug Receipts Discord. You find the special gray skates claim form, and you, it's just a simple form you fill out. You put in your sizes, and we will ship out your special gray skates. But... This closes October 1st. We cannot hold on to this indefinitely because we can't just store the, you know, the inventory indefinitely. So you have until October 1st to claim those skates. And then any that are not claimed by then, then they maybe we will give a pair to Trevor or they just uh, disappear back into the ether. But the important thing is you have until October 1st to get those claim forms in before special gray skates, the commemorative blading cup skates, they, they go away forever. And they are, they are true collector's items. And as you saw in the video, I mean, just the whole package is so cool. The box is cool. You get a commemorative shirt, commemorative tote bag. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really nice thing um, that we were happy to be able to do for, for our, our drug snugglers. Okay. So you've got to explain this to me, Arlo, because I feel like I'm the, the, the noob uh, boomer in the team. I haven't, I never got like hardcore into blading and I saw this conversation going on in the discord, which kind of went over my head, something about 909s being the skates to rock, right? Is that, is that the situation? Cause I know that these special gray skates are 909s, aren't they? <laughs> I kind of know what you're saying. The special gray. So the special gray skates is the trait in our collection, right? Uh, Cause some of our, our, some of our drug receipts, NFTs wear rollerblades. Uh, and I made, and they come in different colors. We have, you know, we have red skates, we have black skates, we have uh, black skates with yellow cuffs. Uh, but I made one pair of skates that were gray. Uh, they kind of had a gray color theme. Um, and those were based, loosely based on a pro skate that I had with USD, a skate company, many years ago. But the skate color uh, theme was basically, basically the same as what I did for our special gray skates. So we turned that into a trade drop. Anyone that had those, they were eligible to get these skates. The 909, them skates that we're selling, they didn't exist back when USD existed. In fact, John Julio, who owns them skates, was a pro for USD. So there's a John Julio pro USD skate. Uh, but yes, John Julio's company now, them skates, that is like, that is the, uh, you know, cream of the crop. This is like, John Julio is like uh, spearheading um, and leading the resurgence of interest in rollerblading. He is like bringing rollerblading into the future. Um, it's if, if rollerblading is experiencing resurgence, it has, you know, uh, has everything to do with the hard work that John has put into, um, growing the sport and, and the, the endless devotion and dedication that he's put into it because uh, he has never stopped, 
uh, skating, uh, you know, at a professional level. He's never stopped producing products. Um, I told you that he used to skate with USD, but then he started a company basically with Rosas that was called Bello. Then he moved on to do his own thing, which is has always been like the holy grail of rollerblading. Because making a skate line, your own line of skates, is so cost prohibitive because you have to have different molds for all the different sizes of feet and all the different sizes of skates and so much inventory and the, the molds cost so much. But John Julio just kept chipping away, working his way up, you know, uh, amassing the, the, uh, the resources, amassing the experience. And then finally, he dropped them skates. And it has been a, uh, like just a monumental sea change for rollerblading. Um, the, the collaborations that he's doing are drawing so many eyeballs to rollerblading. Just his, his sensibilities, like just the, the way that he's able to kind of think through um, collaborations and aesthetics through the, the teams he puts together, through the videos they put out, um, through the products they put out, through the clothing. It's just, he did the, the famous collaboration with Braindead, which is just, you know, one of these really, um, uh, really cool taste-making um, boutique shops. Um, so yeah, them skates, Trevor, to answer your question, yes, that is, them skates are like about as good as it gets if you want to have a, a pair of skates right now. Nice. Nice. Very so, uh, yeah, I want to get my hand. So if you haven't claimed your special gray skates, please don't because I would <laughs> like a set of those bad boys being shipped all the way over here to Auckland. And then I'm going to skate them. You know, I'm one of these believers. Like I'm not a buy the fastback Mustang and leave it in the garage kind of guy. I'm a buy the fastback Mustang and thrash that thing like I stole it kind of guy. So if I get my hands on a set of these commemorative special edition limited collectible skates, I'm going to thrash the shit out of them. And then they're going to be worth more because they'll be punished, not, uh, you know, still in the box and all shiny and new. That's the way they should be, right? Well, you know, when I was there, when we were there, like putting all skates together and it's hard, each pair of skates, like take like 45 minutes almost to, to put together. It's hard to get the wheels and the frames hard to, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot that has to be done assembling them. Um, but we went to a skate park while I was out there and we took a pair of the skates and we actually skated them. I skated a pair just like you want to do, Trevor, right? I skated them at the skate park. And in fact, if you look at my most recent Instagram post on my personal account, ghost brand, um, I'm a few of the clips I'm skating on the drug receipts skates, the, the blading cup skates. So it's, it's pretty rad and they skate. I had a lot of fun skating in them. So yeah, really cool. Um, Jesse just wants the jeans. She just wants the jeans. <laughs> She's not interested you know in the what? blades. <laughs> you know, I, I'm still interested in the blades, but I was going to say, I actually have a pair of them skates. Hold on. Oh, cool. <laughs> and Trevor, I have to tell you, you know, cause I said, if, if we don't sell them all, then maybe what the oh there they are. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Those I know. Are I see the, the Jankos and I'm good. You and must be pretty I, good at this this uh blading thing, Jesse, because they haven't even got a scratch on them, you know. Either that or they haven't <laughs> right. really been. Never that's how good I am. <laughs> I keep it clean. That's my style. Um, I remember when I was a, a little skater punk when I was a kid, you know, and I'd get a new board, the first thing I'd do is go and fuck it up. So it looked like I was yeah. really like dope, you know. Nothing worse than you hitting a skate park with a shiny pair of shiny pair of blades or a brand new board right you gotta you gotta smash that shit up and get it looking rough but so trevor just to manage expectations here about the skates 50 pairs of those skates don't exist yet because we wait for people to order them because they have to be built to size so they're only built as the orders come in so it's, we actually don't have like a surplus of them out there um hopefully when some new claim forms come in we'll build some more pairs uh yeah so there you go 
it is possible we could be talked into building maybe an extra pair, um, but <laughs> but they don't exist yet. Uh, dope. Okay, special gray skates. That's good. So you guys ready to talk about drug wars or what? Yeah, I think the uh, the people that are tuned in are really, really, really looking forward to this uh, drug wars part of the podcast for one reason or other. Um, so yeah, let's get into that. I'm so excited. Oh my god, I've had so this much is good. fun. Like I, I didn't really sleep too well uh, once the, since this has been kind of an internal announcement. Since we've known that this is going to happen, I've been fucking excited for this so uh so yeah i, I can't wait to, to for what's about to come i've been talking to nicely right you know because we booked them on the podcast we've had to you know get, get sort of get all the logistical arrangements set up but every time i talk to him he's like so do you want to hear it do you want to sneak preview and it's so hard i have to keep saying no like i just i just want to experience it on the podcast but it's like it's hard to keep not you know turning him down to keep not hearing it so i can't wait i'm, yeah, glad, that, I'm glad that it's finally about to happen Don has yeah. been teasing it too because I think Don got his hands on it a little bit earlier than most of us, and uh, he keeps teasing it like, "You want to hear it? You want to hear it?" I'm like, no, we want to, we want to have a real moment here. If it's going to go live on our podcast, we want to hear it for the first time on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, so, we're going to yeah. experience it in real time with all the snugglers, all the drug mm -hmm. snugglers. It's true. Mm -hmm. You know what? When we're getting the assets together for the podcast, I was like trying not to double click on the file because I <laughs> yeah. didn't want to open it. Like. <laughs> I wanted to save the reaction for the podcast, so we are all super looking forward to it. We're all nicely virgins, as it might as as it might be uh, described. <laughs> That's a new uh, one. We'll coin that. Yeah. There's there's me going into Billboard territory. Was it Billboard magazine that you were talking about, Arlo? That that pushed the envelope a little bit far. <laughs> no, that was Big Brother. Magazine. Big Brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit different than Billboard. Yeah. Speaking of Billboard magazine, um, I wonder if they're tuned in to, to catch this fire drop that's that's coming their way. So just to give a little bit of background, right? I think most of us know what's going on, but just, you know, you never can take it for granted. But so the posters behind Trevor, um, those are for Drug Wars, which is the promotion going on right now in the drug receipts community. And it's basically a competition where uh, drug receipts, NFT holders uh, put their NFTs up against other NFTs and they battle and they get, they get measured on, you know, which, which uh, collections of NFTs are curated better. You know, how they all give them their own team name, team names, they give them team lore. Um, and they also create propaganda to promote their teams. Um, and so we have been seeing a deluge of propaganda, right? It's filling up the social channels, it's filling up our discord, and it is so sick, the creative stuff that people are coming up with. Um, and Jesse, you want to talk a little bit about kind of like these factions now that are growing up out of this? Yeah, it's been super sick. So first off, the propaganda campaign, I think we're only about, as of today, we're about a, eight days into it and it's been super successful every single day there's new propaganda popping up left and right i mean like daily if you search the hashtag drx drug wars i wish we had like a little like little chiron or something or chiron huh. however you say it um but yeah hashtag drx drug wars on twitter you can just see like a slew of like posters um videos memes like people are really going crazy um so you know as the the awareness grows as the propaganda spreads uh so do these you know smaller niche communities um they begin to form 
And each one starts developing like a different cause and a different aim. So currently there are a couple, there's like the syndicate DRX, um, there's Savvy's crew, I'm blanking right now, but he knows. Um, but really what, uh, there's uh, Mr. LB's The Resistance and these groups are slowly becoming sort of like this like uh, warfare within, within the um, sort of lore that's being written. So it's, uh, it's, been, it's been really, really exciting to just see this story develop. Um, but really the most notable is right now sort of a class warfare between the working class, um, some people call them the floor dwellers and the, uh, the kingpins. That's really yes. cool. The, I, I think, I think uh, kind of an interesting element to that, right, is you mentioned the lore because drug receipts came out of, uh, you know, the, the, my art, which I've been doing for a long time. Uh, so it kind of has that history baked into it. Um, but there is a whole new element like this, this new lore that is sort of being written around the characters. And that's a lot of what drug receipts, is, I mean, drug wars is accomplishing is now it's given all of our community an opp opportunity to create their own lore around the characters. And now we are just getting this wealth of information, right, around drug receipts, around the characters. And it's so cool to watch it evolve and to grow and to see the alliances form. And at the end of it, what we're going to have is like this, this like living history of drug receipts and this growing and evolving lore around the brand. So really excited for what's been happening and so, and so cool to see the drug snugglers rising up to the challenge. Yeah, some amazing uh, ideas. And I think, you know, just seeing it take shape as well, like some people had some basic ideas and threw out some propaganda and then the rest of the crew have got behind them and built it up and they've formed alliances and it's really starting to take shape. I, I thought, I think some of it is amazing. Uh, and the different types of content, and I said this before, but I keep coming back to it, is not just posters or, you know, it's all different formats, all different types. People are getting super creative with it. So uh, I'm really enjoying that part of it. Keep it up. So Jesse, to that end, do we want to share some of the, the propaganda yes. that's been coming yeah. in? Yeah, guys, get your popcorn. So mm -hmm. lately there's been uh, some films, some propaganda films that have been uh, cropping up and from the community. Now I do want to reiterate guys that propaganda can be anything. It can be films, it can be posters, it can be memes, uh, literally whatever it takes to, you know, get in the hearts and minds of, of the world. So um, I do want to highlight just a few videos that we saw on Twitter. One from, I think this one was from Helen. She's part of the fluff community and such a, such a great asset, such a wonderful person. And she churns out content like no other. So she recently submitted her propaganda and it's a pretty funny little video. Reefer, is it really the cat's meow or a feast of death? Let's take a closer look. This is Chad Buckington, a law student living in a co-ed dorm. Chad's studies are his first priority, but when a classmate introduces him to Reefer, it's another story. Neglecting studies, binging on alcohol. The diligent law student we once knew is gone. His sharp mind now crazed with reefer. Chad has become a hippie 
dancing, homosexuality, fried foods. So the next time one of your pals tells you that marijuana is out of sight, just say. All the worst things that you could possibly hope to imagine. Things like homosexuality and fried food. It's madness. (laughs) They listed like the best things. So I was like watching that. I was like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, It sounds terrible, doesn't it? His mind was occupied with reverb. Okay. It's so good. Um, no, so it's been really interesting to sort of see like the the greater ecosystem uh, start getting in on the fun. We even had uh, one of our snugglers, Don Poyo, made a really cool video uh, where he sort of did this like crossover between drug receipts and Adam Car Club. So it's pretty sick. it's been so cool yeah to just see everyone's um you know creativity really pop out with with this campaign um yeah (laughs) i'm a big fan and it's like you said there's no right there's no limitations on how you can express it like anything you can come up with right just it's just it's just up to you you're you're limited only by your own imagination it's really great yeah i love the fact that creativity is our primary uh, like yardstick for entry into the into the campaign, right? Like you win your place in the final battles by being creative. It's not necessarily how many votes you get. It's about how cool your submission is, how in, in, enjoyable it is to be, how creative it is, and uh, and yeah, some of them are really really out there. It's excellent. Um, we and- should clarify. You're right. So we've said what propaganda is, what this propaganda stage is. But the reason it it exists is we are building up to the actual tournament where these battles will happen. And so there are 64 spots available in the tournament. So in order to qualify and establish that field of 64, we have this propaganda stage. And as Trevor says, what you're being measured on is creativity. This is really a competition of creative wits. It's a competition about creativity. And so the drug overlords, this panel of, you know, drug receipt stakeholders, whoever they may be, uh, are basically going to be decide what the field of 64 is. So as we see, you know, great propaganda like that promoting a team, we can say, you know what, that team's in. And those announcements will start coming out next week. So anytime over the next couple of weeks, you're going to start seeing these 64 roster spots filling up until we have a complete field. And then uh, the drug wars tournament will launch. In fact, it's true to say that we have already picked a couple of people. We just haven't announced it yet, right? We've already picked a couple of teams that are in yep. um, based on their submissions so far. So uh, so don't hold back for too long, people. If you've got some fire propaganda lined up ready for the campaign, drop it sooner rather than later. Don't hold back because you might miss a spot. As soon as the you know, 64 spots are filled, we're not holding back any to you know, see everybody's submission first. We're filling them as right. they come through. So, uh, so get your submissions in. Alpha. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I'm shit at holding back Alpha, aren't I? I'm worse than Brooke Howard Smith. <laughs> That's a hard one to beat. <laughs> yeah. All due respect. 
We love you, uh, Bookie. <laughs> Jesse, what else well, do we have? Any uh, others? Well, you know, as we talked about the story getting written, people are getting really creative. Some questions have been popping up too. Uh, really interesting questions like, you know, um, what's inside of Cap? Uh, what's on Rex's label? Who is Tabby dating? Um, I want to pull up this really interesting um, question that's, I think it was Savvy Flips that had posted it on Twitter. Um, but he basically, uh -huh. you know, he asked, if Tabby were to date, Siren, comment, or Rex, or Cap, you know, like, who would it be? Enter your choice with the actions indicated above. So <laughs> I specifically wanted to highlight this one because I've had some thoughts on this, and I kind of want to get, you know, the feel for the communities, um, you know, consensus on this. But me personally, I feel like Tabby would date Rex to me. I don't know if that's, like, mm. off, but thoughts? Yeah, I mean, our producer, Joellen, has just said it's got to be Cap. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess it depends on Tabby's preferences. I mean, you know, Siren is uh, is an interesting proposition as well, if you think about it. People have thoughts. Gentlemen, weigh in on this. Don't be coy. Yes. In the no, Discord. really. Oh, we're talking about right now? Right now, we have to choose? I don't, yes. I don't. I don't want to, uh, you know, cast a disbursement across what Tabby's preferences might be. Tabby's is, you know, is one unto herself. She can decide who who it is. But I will watch with bated breath. That's for sure, because you know, it's almost like, uh, what's that show where you get a rose? Ah, it's just escaped me. The Bachelor. It's almost the bachelor. like The Bachelor, you know, in here. You know, maybe they've got to go on dates, and and you know, uh, we could create some very interesting content around. The love matching of Tabby. I think we just found our first short series. <laughs> right there. Uh, there are a couple of people that are saying Tabby and Tabby. And Tabby and uh, Tabby. And why not? Fuck it. You why know, not? this is the metaverse where anything can be possible, right? So why not Tabby and Tabby? Yeah. Who are we to judge? And how did these characters become male and female? That's what I want to know. I, I'm all about gender neutrality. You know, there doesn't need to be a male or a female character. I know that uh, people have their preferences, but Arlo, well, when, when you we were, were designing these characters, did you have any kind of gender identity in mind? No. So, in fact, all as we minted and kind of went through the whole process, I was always careful to refer to them as how they presented. I said Cabby's our only character that presents predominantly as female, um, but. Yeah, we don't really know. And in fact, you know, if you look at my drug receipts account, RxCPTS receipts, um, and you look at the the way that sort of the genesis of these characters, they they are mostly gender neutral. And in fact, Tab Tabby, as she is in our collection, doesn't really exist or didn't used to exist. Uh, it was always more of a Tab character, a gender general gender neutral Tab character. But as we made the collection, I thought that it was important to have something to have characters in there, to have a character in there that did present as female because we have a lot, you know, there's a lot of uh, women and a lot of female presenting people in our community and in the world. And so people, I think, sometimes like to see things that look like themselves. Um, and Dia says, why only one? Why is only yes. one of the characters female? See, this is why we love Dia because she always uh -huh. brings a new perspective to any kind of conversation. You know, it's that 
skeptical deep analysis that she does of anything that's presented to her and i love it i love this idea that you know why only one why is why are we uh you know uh, facilitating the ideals of a web 2 world where monogamy was a thing right we're moving into a whole new metaverse a whole new reality where we can redefine the stereotype and redefine normal so yeah so what you're Hi. looking forward to about the metaverse is swinger swingers parties i didn't quite put it that way but you know there is uh <laughs> okay but so to, to answer dia's question so i like i said i i this is taking a turn with... definite turn this isn't in the run of sheep. I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing my yes. pineapple yellow sweater for this occasion. Yeah. You just got to turn it upside down, don't you? Um, at least that's what I'm told. It's it's the upside down part of it that makes it. I'm, I wanted I'm, I'm to have. To we, I read we wanted to have a female character in the collection, uh, or we wanted to have something, you know, female presenting, um, and so Tabby Tabby filled that role. Um, there's not more female representation only because I, I think I was less comfortable sort of drawing that. I, I just had a whole lot less experience doing it. Most of the characters come from the years of characters I've been drawing in the collection and they typically don't uh, have makeup or eyelashes or things like that. Um, and the reason Tabby kind of lended herself or she, she kind of became the leading candidate is because in the, the original drawings, she has almond eyes which I thought are, were just were a little easier to put eyelashes on. I thought she, she it already felt a little more um, feminine um, in her design. So pushing it all the way to, to female presenting wasn't wasn't that difficult. Yeah, uh, what I want to know honestly, kind of, I did consider making Siren a little more ambiguous. You know, Siren and um, Tabby are the only ones that have bunny ears, uh, but... But that's really not so much about gender. It's just because their bodies are a little lower, so they can fit bunny ears above them. I'm um, going to sound non-PC have... right, real quick, and I'm mm -hmm. going to get canceled. But in my mind, I always felt like Siren, you know, was a little... Right. It could yeah. be. You know? <laughs> and for those of you who are listening to this podcast on a audio-only stream, you will have missed a big chunk of the conversation, and we encourage you to... Watch the rerun Dude, on YouTube. I never said that. Yeah, I never. I never gave the intro. What the hell? Like and su like and subscribe, please. Like and subscribe and watch us on YouTube because you're missing a lot of the best stuff, especially all those videos that we just shared. Uh, what I want to know is we've got things like bunny ears, we've got Occam's razor, we've got the you know the pentagram cap, we've got all of these interesting traits, all of which have some kind of history and, and some kind of, uh, you know, relevance and law behind them that's being, a, that, that we know uh, in the background uh, has come from Arlo and we'll be sharing that in due course. And some of this stuff is being created as we speak. But my question back to our head chief uh, creative dictator is why is there no upside down pineapple trait in the collection, Arlo? <laughs> Where's the swinger representation? There is the is a representation of non-stereotypical uh, cultures in our diverse collection. We are an inclusive community here at Drogosits. Maybe, maybe the next collection. Next the next collection. collection. 
Maybe it's part subversion. of the maybe it's sort of part of the apparel. We can have some, you know, we've got we we we're taking ideas for different apparel items. Maybe I can wear an upside down pineapple in the metaverse. Maybe that's my bag. Okay. We're taking recommendations. We'll put it. We'll put it in the uh, in the queue. Uh -huh. Thank you. All right, Thank let's get this back on the runner. Can we get this back on the runner show, Jesse? Please, this is getting I out apologize. of control. Wait, why am I apologizing? Oh my, I apologize to our viewers. I'm so sorry. Anyway, well, speaking of many trades, um, so I mentioned before that there is sort of this um, warfare, warfare happening between um, you know the kingpins and the working class. But, you know, there's also, um, you know, another sort of, um, how do I say it, like um, a group that is now rising, the Golden Crowns. Um, you know, the, Arlie, you've said before that the cracked crowns are more valuable and more rare than the Golden Crowns. But the Golden Crowns, you know, are still gaining in, in popularity here in the last week. Um, Let's uh, pull up some examples from one of our Snuggler members, but um, Nebu uh, has made a couple of really interesting memes. First off being this, um, it depends. I, hold on, I want to, there we go, there we go. Uh, this one right here. Uh, this is, can, wait guys, y'all know a little bit more about this than I do. I don't want to say the wrong thing. What do you mean we all know a little bit more about this? Is that, are, you, mean, are you suggesting, are you getting ageist on us here? This I mean, the, when did Rocky be kill, a like, <laughs> It's Yeah, it's Rocky hitting Mr. T, whatever, Clubber Lane. Uh, Rocky is, I guess, the proletariat wearing the wooden crown. And Mr. T is the golden crowns representing probably the, you know, the the higher echelon, the uh, what what's being called the, uh, what what do you call them? Well, they the say the crowns, kingpins. The kingpins, well, thank you. Yeah, it looks but like the, a low punch, though, right? That's a that's a, is that is that an illegal strike? It's a low blow. It's a low blow. Huh. It's a low blow from the wooden grounds. <laughs> Can't help myself. Sorry. I'm glad I'm not on camera. <laughs> no, but 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 the, but the question is, are where do the golden crowns fall? I mean, are they proletariats? Are they they're not because they're not kingpins. Kingpins are represented by the cracked crown. So it's kind of like, you know, this this story is is forming here. Um, yeah, very interesting. I mean, interesting. right, obviously there is a difference between a golden crown and a wooden crown. And the I think the the differences are self-evident. Uh, you're right that the cracked crown is something different. It is the the rarest in our collection, and it kind of goes back to incorporating the element of uh you know, low stakes misfortune or disappointment. Uh, we don't want, we don't like to just sort of have everything hit right on the nose. Um, we always try to find some way to, to, to twist things a little bit or to give it kind of an interesting, unpredictable angle or an un, yeah, an unpredictable angle. And that's why cracked crowns are most rel are most rare elements. But in this context and, and at this view, yes, the, the golden crown would represent something more, um, elite or, or, uh, um, elitist and the wooden crown uh, would represent the, the proletariat or something like that. The floor dwellers, if you will. Yes. I feel like floor dwellers is derogative. So I'm going to try not to say it. I thought that came from the community. It's the only reason I said it. No, no, I agree. No, it, you're exactly right. But it's something about oh. it just feels so mean. I like proletariat. It sounds classier. 
How about the floor, no Latarian? <gasps> Arlo, your mind, bro, your mind. Um, speaking of the mind, uh, Nibu has been busy creating some incredible memes, including the next one. Um, and guys, if you are not watching this on YouTube, you're missing out. But oh, good yes. gosh, I did not <laughs> see this one. Is that an advertisement for or against? That's a good one. I don't know. This is like up for the up and up for interpretation here. But uh, if you guys can't see, this is Pee Wee Herman rocking the golden crown. Don't quite know what that means. Yeah, Pee Wee crowns, maybe. I don't know. Open for Ouch. interpretation. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think that's. I definitely think that's shit talk. I don't. Uh, you know, if, if that's a statement of pride and uh, it's supposed to be some kind of threat, you know, wrong character. Well, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Pee Wee Pee's Playhouse, so you know. But then again, I'm like internally five. Um, anyway, so um, but no. So I had asked a couple of members in their community. It asked me, you know, kind of what the golden crowns symbolize. And Evil Una. Um, so it was a name you guys, if you guys have been following the Drug Receipts Chronicles, you should be quite familiar with him, but, um, or them, I'm sorry. Uh, they are known for not only creating our, the first, you know, battle card builder that we based our uh, current builder on, but they've also started a, um, a Discord that's all about sniping drug receipts and, you know, sniping uh, sort of the rarest uh, pieces on the floor available based on traits and, and stuff like that. So um, Evil Una, uh, if you are out there, we love you. Um, but he's also based some of his uh, lore and his team around, A, the Golden Crowns, um, and is creating sort of this, uh, uh, I don't know, this kind of like comic book s story, but they posted this on Twitter, and it is a picture of the of a um, tabby with the golden crown who is burning the wooden crowns and using them for a fire starter tinder thing. Kindling, yeah. Yeah, that. Kindling. So I'm telling you guys, things are heating up. No pun. Yeah, it's, uh, getting, it's getting fiery out there. No pun. <laughs> you're on fire no problem. i know dad joke dad joke <clears throat> ah! um but no guys i mean like but it, it's it, seriously it's getting it's getting very interesting uh more niche groups are popping out um and even ones that are representing some whales with very very expensive and exquisite taste but no so there's another uh you know community member that's quite prominent he's also a kingpin and when you look at his collection it's Pretty easy to see why, but Root Drip hmm. is creating yeah. a uh, alliance. This is uh, a big, a big throwdown. Huge flex here. Huge, huge flex. I mean, just look at that collection of tabbies with ruby slippers. I mean, ruby slippers are pretty, pretty rare and pretty pricey. Didn't um, a didn't a ruby slipper uh, receipt recently go for one of our highest sales of all time? One point two three four five eight or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that actually it did. Easy I number think, to remember. Uh, if we want to go into a little bit of like trade sort of history, but um, the ruby red slippers with the blue socks, which I believe is the one that sold for one point two three four five ETH, uh, is actually rarer than 
the, you know, regular Ruby slippers. Um, but the Ruby slippers are such a, such a cool trait that we have in our collection. It's based on uh, one of Tyler Shields' prints. Uh, he did a series of, you know, Wizard of Oz um, prints where he had a model model them and the shoes which came from new zealand shout out new zealand um were actually modeled after the real film version of the shoes so it's pretty damn sick uh, so shout out to root drip yeah but, uh, big shout out to root drip and i'm hoping that that's not the end of root drips campaign because you know, I remember way back when Root Drip dropped some 3D animations of Tabby uh, early on in our uh, in our legacy. Does it, if everybody remembers that, you can go and find that on Twitter. That was a really dope piece of content. So I'm excited to see what else Root Drip produces because uh, mm -hmm. it's got some skills there for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. You know, look, the kingpins, I really hope you guys have a secret weapon because there are seriously a ton of anti-kingpin alliances popping up i'm not kidding you know class warfare unfortunately isn't escapable even in the metaverse no matter how hard we try um you know hopefully there'll be more kingpins in our future but for now the anti-kingpin faction is popping off for example crypto antiques who Ooh. is yes who is the leader of the syndicate drx which is actually one of the very first um sort of uh, groups that came out way before Drug Wars even launched um, has also been uh, generating some anti-kingpin content like this one right here. My dearest Crack Crowns, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Um, guys, I mean, this is real propaganda here. This is crazy. Um, the next one too, Mr. LB, uh, he is in charge of creating the uh, Resistance Alliance, which I believe in this one, he says, let us many that have little rise together against the few that have plenty. Support your drug receipt family, take a chance to have a chance. This will be our greatest achievement. Yes, Mr. LB rooting for the proletariat class. And I love that because that tweet is reminds me so much of like a like a real battle cry, a real yes. battle speech. Yeah, LB's doing some awesome stuff and uh, the resistance is packing some heat in their propaganda. It's really cool to see. Absolutely, no doubt. I mean, even too, if one skips to the next one. <laughs> There's some really good memes that I'm popping <laughs> out from this. Oh my gosh. If you guys can't see this, please, please go to drugreceipts.com slash, or I'm sorry, drug, no, 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 youtube.com slash drugreceipts and please like and subscribe and also take a proper gander Ooh. at some of the, I know, I know. Nice. Take a prop. <laughs> if I say that with an Australian accent, then... take a proper gander at this. <laughs> so good the jokes write themselves but um no uh, the memes are just i mean it's incredible we could sit here all, all day and analyze you know so much of this great content but one more before we get to uh the star the main event well not the maybe. star or main event yeah i want to insert a little bit of science or a scientific reference in this because it wouldn't be drug receipts without our science but there's a saying 
I'm sure you guys are familiar, but every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Newton's law. So there is an anti-working class wooden crown division that is popping up. Rumors are circulating around that the kingpins are using their wealth to recruit neutral members to spread propaganda. Mm. Scandalous. For example, um, let's take this example from Lady Hayes, who is a newer member into the Snugger community. But today, I chose violence, she says. Um, and it is a photo of Tank Girl running over and crushing a wooden crown. So. Mm. I love that line. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. That could, a, that could be a great T-shirt, I think. We're getting some excellent ones. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write these down for our next game of TKO. I'm going to drop these. <laughs> it's getting hot, guys. Well, <laughs> speaking just, of getting hot. Let's get um, it. Let's get, let's, let's get it. Let's get some fire on the mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah, that, that was all set up. Uh, you know, we wanted to pay off, uh, the, the community. We've just kind of give you guys a taste of what's going on with propaganda, but as we said, it can be anything. So we've seen here a lot of, you know, posters, a lot of visual representations, but, uh, it can also be audio, right? And John nicely did an epic track for the gods and goblins, uh, campaigns earlier. He actually came in second place with his gods and goblins anthem, but it really created a stir within the, the wider ecosystem. Uh, people really loved it because it was, it was so cool. And you got so many references, you know, to all the different projects in the ecosystem. It's just, it was really well done. Um, but so let's bring on our next bring him up. So go ahead and bring up John nicely with, with a title card, hopefully. Yeah. Fan. One. In nicely the house. Yeah happening everybody and john you're not alone there it looks like it's a happening place who do you have there with you yeah we've got uh the legend himself living legend richard johnson yeah. dominic sagona my beautiful wife cynthia mike martino's hiding over here in the corner <laughs> it's our development crew it's our entire our entire development team over here the crew and and your lovely wife Fresh. has got the hoodie on love it yeah repping dude so we have you know I feel like it's been such a buildup. We've made everybody wait, but it's because this is the content, right, that they're coming for. So we didn't want everybody to hear your great track and then cut out. We got to get through the news. But yes, this is it. So uh, we, I mentioned, right, the, the history with doing the Gods and Goblins track. Talk to me a little bit about the evolution of this. How did you arrive uh, at the idea to do this track? Um, well, I knew that, you know, just this, based on the success that I had with the Gods and Goblins track, um, which was you know, kind of poorly produced. Uh, it was last minute thing I did in a couple of hours in my living room uh, on a phone app with my AirPods. So um, I knew that I wanted to do something with music again. I feel like that's a talent that I've had for a little over two get two decades. Um, so I knew that I was going to do something with that. And um, I kind of just, I don't know, I kind of just let the pen do the talking and I put the pen down to the paper and the song kind of wrote itself. I'm actually, I actually impressed myself with this one. So um when it went ahead and actually had it had it recorded i re actually recorded using a real mic this time not my airpods um unfortunately i'm working with what i've got i got you know like a 200 dollars mic and a 30 dollars sound card so um it's not in a professional sound booth so there's a little bit of reverb on the on the vocals but um i i, I actually did pay for it i sent it up to a another uh 
another ex rollerblader, um, Jared Majors, he connected me with his uh, engineer up in Oakland. So um, I sent my track over to him. He professionally mixed and mastered it and uh, came out pretty fire, if I do say myself. So are we about ready to share this with the, uh, with the community? Is this something that we're ready to drop? This is an exclusive, right? No one outside of Dawn, maybe a few people you shared it with, no one has heard this, right? Outside of the people in this room right here, nobody else has heard this. Yeah, see, that's see how he ignored you there, Don. That's 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 a definite throwdown, right? Like only the people in that room have heard this. My immediate, you know, is my inner circle right here. Yeah, inner circle. <laughs> and, and Bill and Bill Doverde. Got to give it to Billy too. He's heard it as well. All right. So this is. I, I don't think we can wait anymore. I'm super stoked, uh, yeah. Joellen. If we've got it, let's put up the image. Let's, let's play it. the track and let's let's just enjoy the the uh, the stylings of John nicely here. Attention, attention, citizens of the drug receipt community. The floodgates have opened. The games have begun. War is imminent. to the drugstore and you could cop the product that you want and so much more if you don't want a problem with the fluff that you come for it's a drug war yeah, it's the type of war that you don't need guns for you just shoot up to the drugstore and you could cop the product that you want and so much more if you don't want a problem with the fluff that you come for wait for it wait said i'm an eight but i ain't bored i've been on nfl and when they scored that was basically gains for every single asset i have because this ain't no flash in the pan i'm diamond handed till we raise in the dang floor let's give this space what they came for formed an alliance i ain't trying to make this no gang war and if we take four out of our favorites that we paid for and we played for the stakes on the game board then we could probably make more ways than a wait for and really raise the stakes for the future of the space so we ain't poor we aim for anyone even thinking they'll compete against the kingpin take a seat and let that sink in <gasps> your, your, your chances of winning seem slim can try for five days and you'll still come to a weekend because we can't lose we do it better than you we're more clever than you ahead of you competitive too because what i'm doing now is something you just never could do this ain't the metaverse this metaverse you metaverse you
so many references in there like i was trying to hear them all and like remember them all but like i gotta see that yeah you're gonna have, to, you're gonna have to listen to it probably about 10 times you probably still won't catch it all but the more you so hear it, much. yeah about? we want that <laughs> shit that was so fire okay oh, so this this is world premiere, but where can't, <laughs> if we want to play it back, where are people going to listen to it? You're, I'm guessing you're going to drop it everywhere, right? Okay, so it's actually it's actually online now, as uh, available as an NFT. You can head over to Nicely Done 81 on OpenSea and pick up a copy. It's 0 .02, but for all of the kingpins, there's 11 of us, including me. So uh, for all of the 10 other kingpins, you guys can just go ahead and uh, slide into my DMs and shoot me your wallet uh, address, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gift you guys one. So that's how many that's, are available. There's oh, there's there's 50 available because you have to have 50 uh, drug receipts in order to be a kingpin. So there's 50 available, limited run. So slide over to nicely yeah. done uh, 81 open C and pick one up. Help support the cause, kingpins. Yeah, it, it just got posted in the Discord too. A link just got put up, so that's super sick, dude. Well, good luck with that. That's so fire. Nice to you. Thank you guys. It. Hold on, hold on, guys. A cultural reference here. The chat is saying that that was 69 bars. That was not 16 bars. That was 69 bars. Yeah, 69 bars. That is epic. That is going to take some beating in terms of I don't know about the rest of the drug overlords, but I reckon there's a pretty definite spot for you in the in the final 64, man. Well, so, and then the, the thing about so. it is, right, is, uh, you know, it's not just propaganda. That M&M's team that he's put together is really it's sick. Cool. Like, it's yeah. actually a really well-curated team. Like, it's really nicely done. The thought behind it, the name, the, the characters, like, it, it, yeah, it's a well-conceived of team. So, yes, you will definitely be seeing that team in the drug wars. And yes, everybody sir. that's listening, it's worth the fucking wait. You all got there impatient, jumping up and down, going, oh, come on, win nicely, win this, win that. That was worth the wait. And if you didn't stick around, you missed something <laughs> special. You're going to have to come back and watch it again in the rerun. I have no idea. Yeah, 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 thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. Thanks for letting us have kind of that, that uh, world exclusive, world premiere. Um, really, really cool. And great to see the whole crew there. Richard, you know, we showed your video earlier. Is Richard still in the room? Yeah, yeah he's right here. Dude, shout out to you, man. Thanks so yeah. much. That, I mean, that was epic. What, what a talented room right there, all you guys. That was my pleasure. And women and ladies, all you guys. <laughs> and ladies. Yeah, we, 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 we just had a thoroughly long-winded conversation blabbering about gender, and then Arlo goes, all you guys. <laughs> 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 all the guys collective guys oh, right? everybody in the room three guys yeah <laughs> but honestly honestly in my defense not that it's much of a defense but <laughs> i know what each one of these people do i know that uh mike martino is a designer i know that uh nicely's got the bars and that richard does the the video production i know that um dominic oh. does the 3d i don't know what cynthia does so i, I don't want to just gas her up i mean i know that she I know she uh, dresses nicely every day, but looks up nicely every day. Man, that woman deserves a fucking medal. Exactly. She's my cheerleader. Yeah. Amazing mother. 
Exactly. <laughs> Cheerleader <laughs> slash four. mother of four. Go. So she's got she to she work cut out for her. Oh, Kingpin. That's her cap collection. Those four kids. <laughs> 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 Those motherfuckers are crazy. Three, 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 ta- three tabbies and one cap. Yeah. No, hey, so, uh, so the rich get richer, right? You're giving all the Kingpins a free track yeah, or indeed. free NFT. Uh-huh. Indeed. Indeed. All right. It's a class Damn. warfare, y'all. It's a class. I just warfare. want to say I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to uh, display this to the world, and uh, mm-hmm. thank you guys for believing in me. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Good things, I say. Good things. You, uh, looking forward to see what kind of na- noise you'll make in the tournament. Um, you know. Also, you- also, I wanted to point out. I think it's important to know, notice, make notice of the fact that um, although this is a kingpin. Uh, response a kingpin anthem so to speak for drug wars um i think you guys should know that all four of my m&m's characters that i curated for this m&m's team are all bottom floor pieces you don't need a cracked crown you don't need to spend tens of thousands of dollars on super rare pieces to curate a really sick team so you can get things off the floor and actually make a you know a super sick team so 100 percent I, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how the resistance responds, right? Like now the, the gauntlet's <laughs> been thrown down. They got some, they're, they're sitting there in the back room going, fuck me. I was, you know, I was, leading, I was deleting files. They've got Photoshop open and they're working away like, <laughs> like fiends down there. But, uh, you know, I think I, I definitely had Mr. LB and Nebuchadnezzar on the mind when I was putting that pencil down to the paper. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Mr. LB, he produces music, right? He does. He's really good at it as well. So, so there might be a response. There might be a Absolutely. response. Here All right. Comes. Well, if there is, we'll have oh. another. We'll have another uh, world premiere exclusive right here. So, so watch. Yeah. Uh, keep your eyes on. Stop questioning everything for the response. Um, yeah, so, Mr. LB and uh, so the resistance. How did, the how did drug receipts? Down. How did drug receipts? The label start. Well, it started with this NFT competition that we uh-huh, uh, right. thought <laughs> up, right? <laughs> Big things, big things. And it ended with ten chart-topping artists. You know, my open C is going. My, my open C is going crazy right now. I've just gotten like five messages in a row, so they're selling. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, yes. really happy. And, really happy that you guys liked it, man. And your lovely wife it. in the background is going. Finally, some fucking ETH coming the other way. <laughs> Instead of going out. Instead of going out, out, yeah, right. <laughs> I can feed the kids. All right. Oh, nicely You're being a kid spreads, man. You gotta, yeah, right? you gotta up it up, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're a legend, dude. You're you're such a, an amazing testament, I think, to you know, really using your powers to like do good. And this is what this space is about. It's about showcasing, it's about being yourself, it's about um, creating these opportunities for yourself to grow as an artist, as a person, and, and and nicely, I feel like, man, you know, we joke about the whole second place thing, but I don't know. This is some first place material. So amazing mm. job, dude. Thank you. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank 100%. you. Thank you. Much appreciated. And yeah, this is really what Drug cool. Wars is about. Yeah. You know, I, I, will, I, I will add a note to that. Uh, Because I think that Jesse said it perfectly, but, you know, even though the wars, the pretense of the wars, right, is that we're battling, it's community members against community members, but really drug wars is a community project. And so even as we're battling against each other, the real idea is that we are drawing eyeballs to the project and we all win together. 
So all the theatrics and the performances and, you know, and the shit talking back and forth, that is all for fun and it's in good fun. But really, we are all in this together and Drug Wars is a celebration of the community. And with Drug Receipts, we have demonstrated time and again that we have a really incredible community. It's a special community. And Drug Wars gives us, gives us the opportunity to show off not only our creativity, you know, the wits, uh, the, the really smart and talented teams uh, and people that we have in the community, but it also shows uh, how our ability to come together and uh, combine our forces um, to, to produce something really good and special. So yeah. uh, nicely, thanks for being just a, a, an exquisite example of that. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said, Arlo. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time, as, as most people know, in a lot of different discords and, 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 and I spread myself across a, a lot of different projects. And every time I drop into our discord, I'm reminded about that exactly that point you've just made, you know, like the conversations that are going on in our discord are so different to every other one that I'm in, you know, so many of them are when this, when that bitch moan, cry, everything's down, everything sucks. And I come into ours and it's like, nicely, you're a fucking legend and everybody's dropping crazy shit and going mental. And it's just such an exciting <laughs> place to be. Yeah, so um, stay tuned also for all, all the people that are uh, Genesis holders of this first project. There will be some type of rewards going forward for the next next songs to come. Oh, yeah. Dude. Cool. Well, on that note, nicely, uh, do you want to give us give us the uh, the site one more time? And then we're going to we're going to sign off here. We'll wrap it up. Uh, you can just head over to nicely done 81 on OpenSea. And uh, you click on created, and it's right in there. Go ahead and pick it up. It's 0 0.02. And the link is in our Discord also. So uh, nicely, and everybody in there, the entire talented room, thank you guys for coming on and sharing this special occasion with us. It was super cool. I uh, love seeing you all. Uh, big thanks to Air Dolphin, who came on. I uh, loved the conversation with him. Uh, this entire episode has just been the, about fun and about uh, creativity um, and you know, this is really, this episode, uh, as much as any other, or more than any other has been focused on the pillars of community and sport. So that's been really fun to be a part of, uh, thanks to all of you out there, drug smugglers. That's what this is about, right? It's about all of us. It's about the community. Um, none of this is possible without you guys. Uh, we didn't say it at the beginning, but Trevor reminded us, uh, for anyone who is listening on audio podcast, uh, this is best viewed, best experienced. When you can see the video, uh, we definitely showed a lot of content here that was visual content. So we definitely encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Drug Receipts, and watch the video. Um, follow our socials because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of new developments happening every day. Uh, with propaganda, we're going to start uh, announcing the people that have been accepted into the Drug Wars tournament. Um, there's And we, we are constantly coming up with different giveaways. Uh, so there's just a lot of reasons to be following our socials at Drug Receipts on um, Twitter and Instagram. And, and if, if there's only one thing that you can ever uh, muster the time or the energy to do, make sure that you get into our Discord because that is the, the nerve center of the project. That is the heart, the beating heart of the community. And from there, you can find out anything else that you need to know. That's where the, the conversations are happening. It's where creativity happens. It's where the entire concept or idea for Drug Wars was born, was literally, literally right there in the conversations in our, our Discord. So find our Drug Receipt server on Discord. 
Um, drug snugglers, love you guys so much. This is a really exciting time right now that we're in for drug receipts and there is so much more to come. We're just getting started. So thanks to all of you guys. We'll see you next time. Nicely. I mean, go look up your um, NFT as soon as we sign off. See you guys in the Discord. Good night, everybody. Is it, is it, later. Love is you it guys. too much to ask? Can we play it again to sign off? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> and we're back just like that. Look at the place I had that in me. Look at that. Just uh, no. we play the track again, Joellen. Is it possible to sign out? Thanks, everyone. Nicely, everybody in that room. Congratulations, guys. Great job. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Attention, attention, citizens of the drug receipt community, the floodgates have opened, the games have begun, war is imminent.